you know, you've got to find a way to stand out. You've got to find a way to connect. And the best way to connect is to really know uh, your audience really well. And, and you, do, you do exactly that. You find that one person who's representative of your target audience and you just talk to them. You create content for them. And you know, we're not even talking about video production here. We're really, this is really just marketing, really. Um, if, you, if you can get a, a really good understanding of who that person is, uh, as I said, everything else becomes a lot easier and, and your, your efforts are going to be so much more effective. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast, where we guide natural health and wellness experts through the pitfalls of marketing. Each episode, you'll learn simple, effective, easily actionable, and heart-centered marketing strategies. And here's your host, Angus Pike. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, gang. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. You're in for a real treat today. We're going to be spending some time chatting with one of my mentors. In fact, we're chatting with Gideon Shelwick. Now, I first started following Gideon. I worked out this morning. It was right back in 2010. In fact, when I wanted to set up my very first studio, I followed one of Gideon's YouTube videos and I very quickly became obsessed with him. And here we are now 10 short years later, or not quite, that took it in and we're sharing a podcast together. So this, I'm a bit kind of giddy with excitement here as well. So welcome to the show. <laughs> great to be here finally and, and great to finally meet after all this time <laughs> in person. Now, when, when it comes to video marketing, uh, you have been a leader in this field and well ahead of, of most. We're going to talk about lots of things, positioning and authority and all those kind of stuff, right the way into some of the software that you've developed and how I'm excited to kind of share that because one of the things that comes in with my audience so much is this overwhelm. We're busy looking after people. We're not video marketers. But for people that haven't been stalking you for the last 10 years like I have been, can you give them a bit of a background <laughs> of your story up until now? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll give you the condensed version. Uh, so, uh, you know, I became an entrepreneur uh, about 14 years ago now. And um, we were at a time, we, uh, I had a, at the time I had a job, uh, uh, it was an okay job, you know, but I told my wife, look, this is not working out. Um, it's not, not what I thought it would be. Uh, let's quit our jobs and uh, immigrate to Australia. We were living in New Zealand at the time uh, and immigrate to Australia, start a business there and start a new life. And she was keen. So, you know, I started applying for jobs and um, I basically couldn't get a job uh, for like three months. I was struggling. Uh, everyone in Australia just said, sorry, we don't want you. Um, and because that was going to be our ticket to get just to get into Australia. And then I was like, okay, Tineke, you better, you better uh, apply for a job. Within a week, she had three job offers. She flew in on that, on the Friday and she, she got, she could decide between any of those three op uh, offers. She picked one and basically a month later we landed in Australia. So, so that's my entry. Like it's okay, cool. Now she's working. I can, I can start this business. That's why I, I had it made. Um, but then it still took me about two and a half years to really figure out how the game of entrepreneurship works. Um, you know, it, it got to a point where it, it was this close to me giving up. I was like going, this, this sucks. You know, this is worse than, this is worse than having a job because I wasn't earning any money. Well, anything that I was earning, I was spending. I, I think I made like 10,000 bucks in the first year and maybe 11 in the second year, but you know, we spent it all on, on the business. Mm -hmm. So we're making a loss in both years. And I remember telling my wife saying, Hey, look, if, if I can't make my, back my salary within the first year, then I don't deserve to earn that money, <laughs> so, which uh, apparently I proved really well that I didn't earn that money. Um, you know, I wasn't worth earning that money, put it that way. Um, but any, anyway, eventually I figured it out and I'm glad I didn't give up because since then uh, it's, it's been an absolute 
uh, amazing journey. Um, I discovered video, you know, I started doing, I kind of fell into it. Um, I, part of the reason why I was failing at the beginning was I didn't know how to do traffic, how to get traffic to my offers. And so I thought, okay, let's start interviewing people. And um, and, but do it on video. This is back in 2006, 2007. Mm. YouTube was just getting started. Um, you know, there were no iPhones around anymore uh, yet, I should say. And so we only had these clunky, you know, camcorders and it was terrible. The file sizes were huge. I mean, it broke my computer. That's actually how I upgraded to a, a Mac uh, eventually because my PC just couldn't handle it back then. Uh, but anyway, I did it on video, all these interviews, and, and that's how I cut my teeth. And then I, I teamed up. One of the people I interviewed was Yaris Starak. We teamed up to do, become a blogger. It was the, one of the first um, video-based training courses to teach people how to do blogging and, and use that for your business. And I teamed up with a local magician, magician in Brisbane. Um, he did the magic. I did the video marketing. Um, and that went really well. And that became my case study then that I could teach to other people later on. And the next brand that I created called uh, Rapid Video Blogging. So that's probably around about the time that you saw me, Angus, uh, 2010. That's when I launched that. And that went out to a lot of people. And that's really when I, my name got onto the map because a lot of people promoted for me. And just like very quickly, I got a following because of that promotion. Um, and then I built up my YouTube, cha YouTube channel um, and went really well. Um, right about the same time, um, I, I wanted to shift gears because we just had our first, uh, baby girl and I thought, Hey, I, I can't build a business that's so dependent on just me. And so I started building brands. I, I started a company called Splashio, uh, stayed in for about a year and then got distracted and, and created a new startup called V-Roll. I, I was there for about four years, um, and then exited that earlier this year. Uh, and, and then back onto Splashio again. So it's been, it's been quite the journey. Um, but all of, all of it's had a, a video angle to it. And, um, and today, still to this day, I, I love video. Um, it's, it's given me tremendous exposure. I mean, there's been literally millions and millions of people who have seen my message in some shape or form. I've had, um, you know, a couple of hundred thousand people sign up for just my um, email newsletter over the last few years, you know. And um, it, you think about it, it it's incredible. Uh, you know, I've been able to do that just with little old me. I mean, I've got, I do have a team as well, but it's, you know, it's not like I'm this big corporate or anything. Um, and it's just amazing to think that, you know, with just even just a webcam or on a phone of your know, phone these days that you can reach literally millions of people, uh, without too much effort. Yeah. I, I was saying to you before we started recording that I feel like I really know you, you know, for 10 years I've been following and sometimes I have to be careful in these situations because I have to remind myself that you don't know me in the same way that, you know, I've watched videos of you shooting on holidays and all those kind of things there too. And it just, it reminds me of what a powerful tool is for video building trust and getting people to know, like, and trust you. And I have a saying that I say again and again and again to so many of the people that listen to this podcast and people that we coach at Community Influencer that, the more people that know, like, and trust you, the busier your practice will be. Um, so one of the things we're going to talk about today is you're going to talk about a framework of, you know, building that audience, an engaged audience, which is in, in, important there too. And how do we do that with video? So I'm really interested to see what you've kind of learned over this last 14 with regards to, you know, how do we do that? Sure. Uh, well, I, I think the, the, one of the key words you mentioned there was engagement. You know, it's, 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 um, it's relatively easy to build an audience of lots of people, um, but it's not as easy to build an audience who, you know, who's engaged and, and who, um, who not just follow what you're doing, but are also, um, you know, take 
action on things we need to tell them to or when you ask them to. Uh, so, so for example, if you're you know promoting a product or a service, you know being able to uh, communicate with that audience in such a way that that they're happy to want to do business with you. And um, so, so I guess it depends a bit on your goals as well. If if you're doing this for business, then that would be one of the goals, right? To to get transactions coming through. Uh, if it's just to be famous, then it, you know your your transaction might be in the f- more in the form of likes or comments or whatever else. And you might then have an, another sort of kind of customer. Like if you're doing public speaking, maybe you you use that as social proof to help sell your your gigs on stage. You know, so it depends a bit on what you're trying to achieve with with this audience building thing. Uh, but um, regardless of how you do it, you've got to think about how to engage your audience. So that. That is really the key question, how to engage your audience. And, and it comes down to, you can even go back and say, how do I engage just one person? That's actually the, the best question to ask. How do I engage one person? Because if you ask that question, immediately you go, you, the, the next question to ask is, which person? There's a few billion in the world, right? So if you could only, if you could pick one person who could be representative of your target audience, who would that be? And once you figure that out, then everything else becomes so much easier because if you know who that is, uh, you know what they're like, you might even know their name. I mean, I actually recommend you find someone, a real person who represents your, your ideal target audience and, and you use them to help build your, you know, your avatar. Um, and, and once you know who that is, you can speak to them and you can figure out what it is that, that they want, what it is that they struggle with. Uh, what it is that that frustrates them? Uh, what are their deepest desires and deepest needs? And uh, you know, ultimately, you you cannot engage someone unless you know those things. And, and unless you really know someone, it's really hard to engage them with online video because there's there's a there's a barrier. You know, there's a barrier. There's a screen between you and them. And not only that, there's it's it's an incredibly competitive place. You know, if you if you're submitting content on any of the platforms. It's not just you submitting content. Uh, it's uh, quite a few million other people as well, perhaps a few billion. I don't know. Um, don't know what the exact, exact numbers are of people uploading videos. But, you know, you've got to find a way to stand out. You've got to find a way to connect. And the best way to connect is to really know uh, your audience really well. And, and you, do, you do exactly that. You find that one person who's representative of your target audience and you just talk to them. You create content for them. And you know, we're not even talking about video production here. We really, this is really just marketing, really. Um, if, you, if you can get a, a really good understanding of who that person is, uh, as I said, everything else becomes a lot easier and, and your, your efforts are going to be so much more effective. And it's, it's going to be, it's, it's kind of like um, another word that I use for this is you want to connect with your audience. And that's a very special kind of word. And it's, it, if you can think about um, connection in the sense of locking in. So, so like a, you know, like a D lock, it like, boom, it locks in. And, and when you think about creating video for your audience and getting them to connect with you in that way, it's kind of like you want them to lock in to you and your message. And, um, and so it comes down to building that connection, which then is all about engagement, which is then all about, you know, getting people to actually watch your video and then take action on it uh, eventually at the end. Mm. Kieran, I've got, I've got two questions. 
lots of the practitioners that we deal with will often say this back to me, you know, Angus, I don't, I don't want to look after just one kind of person. You know, I'm a chiropractor. So, you know, I really like helping people with, uh, you know, sports injuries. That's something that I really love doing, but I also really like looking after people with headaches as well. And then sometimes, you know, I like looking after, so getting them to narrow down to one focus, can, can we have several avatars? Um, is it okay to do that? It, 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 are there problems if, if we have several avatars, so to speak? Uh, you can certainly have several avatars. Uh, what it really comes down to is uh, how how many resources do you have in your company? Uh, if you're a practitioner of one, <laughs> you know you're probably better off just going after one avatar to start off with. It doesn't mean you only have that one avatar for the rest of your life. Um, you can expand later on. But if you're just starting out and you're trying to figure out this game, I would certainly recommend you start with one avatar, and and you you pick one who you think would uh, resonate best with what you've got to offer. Uh, so, so it's not just any avatar and you pick the best one, the lowest hanging fruit kind of avatar. Mm. So, um, and then as you grow in your resources, then you can start building out more avatars and building campaigns and content, whatever else for, for, um, uh, for different kinds of avatars. So, so that's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is to, to say, um, well, in terms of your avatar, you see, you can go both wide, but you can also go, you can go vertical, right? Like, so for example, um, if you, if you, if you start niching down, that's an example of going down vertically, right? So you, you just go deeper and deeper and deeper and you can, you can eventually niche down if you do it long enough to get just down to one person. So, um, if that one person would give you a million dollars for a transaction every time, then maybe it's okay. Uh, but if, if your product's only like worth a hundred bucks, then it's probably not going to be a good good sort of a situation. And so then you go, okay, well, then I need to go higher. Uh, you know, I, I need to go higher where there's more people. So it's still kind of narrow, um, narrow ish, but there's more people now, more, more of a, an audience for me to, to, to approach. And you might go, that's still too narrow. It's not enough people. And you sort of just go, go up and up and up. And, and so, so what that does is basically the higher up you go, the more sub avatars you sort of group together into your, into your bigger main avatar. So, um, so that's one, another way of looking at it as well. So you, you just, if you find that your current avatar, there's not enough around, just go a level higher, go, go a level more general to include a wider audience. And that can often open it up. So, yeah, so there's, there's either going higher like that and, and, and going more general, or you can just go, well, let's go sideways now. Let's go sideways. And then you can go up and down in the sideways ones as well. So there's, there's a couple of ways of, of going about it, but certainly if you're starting out, I would pick one target audience, uh, target, you know, avatar and, and make, and, and you know, it's not always going to be easy to know if there's enough people around. Like it's, mm. it's, it's sometimes a bit of, you got to pick one and then try it out and see what happens. You know, if it doesn't work, you know, try another one or try a different way, try a different message. It's not always just the, the, the audience that, the, that, that might be the matter is you got to get the right audience with the right message and the right offer, all these sort of things that are line up. Um, so, so certainly if you're starting out, start small in terms of number of avatars, but then as you grow, or if you're a bigger company and you've got more resources, you know, have, have dedicated streams of information for each avatar and you know, that, yeah. that way you're going to convert them much better. I, I remember, um, 
really great little marketing case study. It was from the crew called Basic Bananas, a great sort of marketing crew here in Australia. And they were talking about one of their clients who was a plumber who decided that he was going to position himself as the hot water service guy. And so he, you know, repurposed his van, his website, all those kind of things. And naturally he was scared that people weren't going to get in for the blocked toilets and all those kind of things. But when he would come and repair the hot water service, he would also leave with the family. He says, you know, I also do toilets and blocked pipes and all these other things as well. But his way in the door, his area of expertise. And, and, and we could do that same thing as obviously sort of saying that too. We can position ourselves that same way. You know, you might be a naturopath who's got a real focus on weight loss, but you could tell your clients, hey, listen, this is not the only thing I deal with too. I deal with kind of chronic fatigue and stress management. And we can kind of share through that way as well. So once I, we, I love that. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's kind of like a compromise, right? Because ideally you want the whole world to do business with you, right? <laughs> if you could handle it, but it's not, it's not practical. And, and so, so the next best thing is to say, well, um, what's, um, what's the biggest pain point you could go after that would attract the largest number of people that you could handle. Uh, but then it doesn't mean that's the only thing you do. You could always, you know, upsell or downsell or, you know, cross sell to different avatars, so to speak for different needs that they might have. So I think that's absolutely really valid. Yeah. yeah. You know, when we think about kind of basic business principles, if we have business coming from multiple streams, you know, I've got my hot water service people and then they're giving some referrals from other too. But I I mean, I I, I totally agree with you. And and it's one of the biggest challenges that we have in, in, you know, the community infancy coaching program is getting people just to choose an audience to begin with, because, you know, there's part of my mind that makes sense that the more people I'm talking to, then therefore the more business I should bring in. But when you put it back to how you started off with it, really this, if we're to be heard, then we have to feel like that person that has to feel like you're talking just to me. And if I feel like you're talking to all of us, then I'm probably going to ignore you. So that's this next step. I've chosen my avatar, my one person I'm going to talk to, and I'm ready to start, you know, I've identified perhaps what some of their challenges are, their fears, their frustrations, their outcomes that they want to have. And I've decided that video is the vehicle I'm going to use. Are there more or less effective ways for me to use video that will have me increase my engagement with the person? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I think for starters, if you have the right person and you're targeting their right pain point, uh, that's going to be like 80% of your effort for getting them engaged. Um, and, and then from there on, it, it's, a, it's a matter of just getting, getting doing it, right? <laughs> getting your videos recorded um, and, and creating the right messages that appeal to those those pain points uh that you've targeted in your in your um uh avatar so um so when you when you do that when you've got that really good match with the avatar and your messaging you know that's going to automatically create a, a, a lock-in but then there are other things that you can do um to to help with engagement so things like um your, your video production quality mm-hmm. uh, so making sure you've got an okay camera it doesn't have i mean Seriously, if you've got an iPhone or a mobile phone these days, that's, that is good enough. Yeah. Um, you just got to check your lighting. Sometimes if, if you're in a darker place, the, it gets grainy you know, with these um, uh, cameras on, on your phones. Uh, the better the camera, basically, the better it perform, performs with lower light conditions. So that's just one thing to watch out for. The other thing is, is your audio quality. Make sure, always make sure you've got good audio. So if you, if you are recording on your phone, just make sure you're close to it, either that, or if you're a bit further away, that you're using an, like an external mic. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, that that's really, and maybe something you know. Make sure that your framing of your video is 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 good enough as well. Like I, sometimes I see people that I'm not sure if you guys are watching this, but 
I'll lift my camera up here so you can sort of illustrate. They're sitting down there, like it's only their head sticking out. And I don't know why some people record videos like that, but anyway, so make sure like on, on the internet, it's a little bit different than on TV. You can, you can be quite high up on your video, you know, to yes. get quite a bit of your body into, into the video as well. So like normally I, this is a recommendation where I have, if you can just fit your f fist on top of your head and between the top of the video, that that's quite a good guideline for the, uh, for the framing of a video. So if you guys listening, just imagine that if you can't, if you're not watching this. Um, so, uh, so lighting, uh, sound positioning, uh, you know, those are some basic things that, um, they're called hygiene factors. You know, it's the sort of thing that, um, if, if you get it right, no one notices, but if you get it wrong, everybody notices. So it's like, it's, it's like your room and it's, when it's messy, uh, you, you spot the dirty underwear on the ground immediately. Right. <laughs> but, um, if, if, if the house, if the room is nice and clean, you don't even notice you go, you walk straight through, you don't even notice. Right. So it's, it's kind of the same sort of thing. You don't want people to notice your dirty underwear <laughs> in your videos. Yes. Yes. So, so make sure that you've got like this, there's a threshold, you know, it doesn't have to be super professional, but there's a threshold uh, that I think you've got to have to, uh, to get, to not distract people from, from your message. That's really, really important. Okay. So that's first thing. Um, the next thing you can do is <clears throat> uh, in, with how you structure your content. So there's different trains of thoughts on this. And I think the answer probably, there's, there's two extremes. Okay. Right. And I think the answer probably lies in between where it, grabs ideas from both. So let me explain both to you. The one extreme is where you only use a very structured approach and use formulas, for example, and maybe even script the whole thing out. That's the one sort of extreme. And an example, say, for example, of that is where you have, um, like one that I, I often use if I get stuck is like the uh, ZICCTA uh, formula. So Z is for Zagonic, uh, I is for um, uh, Introduce, um, no, sorry, intrigue, I is for introduce, uh, intrigue, S is for state, this first E is for explain, and the second E is for example, and then CTA is just your call to action. So that's right. like a really cool little structure that you can use for content videos, right? Now tell um, me what the first, the first Z was for? Uh, Zygonic, so Z is uh, just a reminder for me for Zygonic, and Zygonic, she was it's, uh, the name of a, uh, a Russian psychologist, she was in the 1800s or, some, 100s or something, and she basically, uh, she figured out that when you when you create open loops in your education, that the students pay more attention. That's really what it comes down to. In right. short, and then can um, you tell our audience what an open loop might be, and maybe give an example of what that might be? Like an example. Yeah. So um, I'll 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 give you the best example um, uh, uh, of how you can do this that would uh, guarantee one hundred percent that you'd get people watching your videos right through. Would you like? You'd be keen to hear that, no, right? Absolutely, okay. yes. Okay, cool. So before I talk about that, I, I'll, let's finish up this interview and I'll tell you by the end. Yes. <laughs> this, <that's, laughs> so I just, you know, you, you're, you're sitting sort of at the edge of the seat there waiting yes. for me to tell you that, right? And I mean, that's exactly what I did. So, so you, sort of, you sort of open up a loop of something that you want to share with someone and you, and you can pop in a little, like I, I got this from a friend of mine. You just basically, you, you say this amazing thing, but then you say, well, before I tell you that, let me just first da 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 da, <laughs> and then yes. you know it's it's a little bit sneaky, and and it depends if you want to do that. You got to use it sparingly as well, but it, that's one way of of opening up a loop right at the beginning. Um, so you've got the open loops at the beginning, and then you can decide when you want to close them uh, throughout your content. Uh, but you can also open up more loops throughout your content, 
and then decide if you want to close them within that same content piece or not, or leave them open until the next one. Because what you can do then at the end of your video is create another open loop, which is called a cliffhanger, right? Where you, yes. you, you don't actually close the loops. Like that's why, you know, you watch Game of Thrones, exactly what they do. They, it's just infinite open loops. That's why people get so engaged and they can't stop watching. So it's the same sort of principle here. That's, that's the Zagonic uh, effect. Um, so that's, that's the very first thing at the beginning. Um, and I mean, by the way, that, that works whether you're using formulas or not. It, it's a fantastic uh, way for, for getting people to, to pay attention right at the beginning, but then also get them engaged to watch you know, more of your content. But as I, as I said, use it sparingly and don't be, don't be a dick you know, with it. Um, because um, I learned a lesson with this. The first report I ever wrote uh, was called The Roadmap to Become a Blogger. This is back in 2008. Uh, I, I used that in my report. And for every... I don't know, every section or every chapter, I can't remember what it was, but I would use that and like open up a loop, but then not quite close it. And I got quite a few people writing back. This is the most annoying report they ever read because <laughs> they, you know, they, they felt like they never quite could close the loop on it. And so, so you've got to use it sparingly and, and wise, I think. So just a precautionary note there. Um, but yeah, so one extreme is, is formulaic. You know, another formula, for example, is AIDCA, which is a very famous marketing one. Is, uh, attention, interest, um, uh, desire, conviction, uh, action, right? So that's, that's another formula. So that worked better for uh, promotional sort of content. Uh, but anyway, it's still a formula, right? And um, if you get really stuck, that, that can often help you, uh, you know, come up with, with something to say. The other extreme is really just riffing, you know, like you, you go off the cuff and you, you come up with an idea. Someone like Dennis Yu, for example, he does this well. He doesn't, it's funny, he talks about video a lot, but doesn't do as much video I've noticed. But what he's really good at is with content in general, like he would, the way he creates content is he'll come up with an idea and some sort of inspiration and he just sits there and writes it. He doesn't even edit it. It just goes do, 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 do. And it's like submit, you know, he just checks for a few typos or whatever and then submit and that's it. And oftentimes it comes up really clean and really, uh, really engaging. And, and the reason is because, you know, you're, you're, you're drawing on that subconscious sort of stream of thought. Uh, you get into flow state and you just sort of, you just make it happen. So not everybody can do that. I, th I think to be able to do that, you have to uh, probably, probably helps if you've been in an industry or if you thought about a topic, you read around the topic long enough and you can, you can just speak, you can speak about that topic without, without really trying to look at notes or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so those are the two sort of like extremes. And then I think there's, there's something in between as well, uh, as well, or, or where you can go, let's, let's not use one all the time. Let's flick between them every now and then, you know, so that you keep things interesting. Um, but by doing that, uh, either way of those. So, so when you, when you combine, um, let, let's go, let's review now. So see where we're at, right? Cause it's, it's, it's all these things got to fit together. You got the right person. You, you figure out the right pain point that they, that you want to talk to and you create a message around that. And then you make sure you got good production quality and, um, and then you either use a formula or you, you go from your, your subconscious stream of thought or whatever it's called. Um, and, and, and you, you get into flow state basically to, to be able to create this content that really speaks to that person. Um, so that already is going to, that's going to go a huge way towards you getting engagement from your audience. Um, so then there are other finer details as well. Um, so, so there are things like editing your videos, for example. So yeah. there's lots of cool things you could do to chop it up, you know, to break, 
um, to break attention, like, or, you know, to reset the attention, like on, on TV or especially commercials, I think they break it every three seconds at least, or maybe even one second. It, it, it seems to become shorter and shorter over time. Uh, but basically every time there's a, a change in picture, like there's a B roll or a, or an image or something else, it resets the attention and, and you want to keep watching. That's why kids get so addicted to TV because it, it just, it, it really takes advantage of it. Cause we, you know, we've been programmed to, to notice movement, uh, mm-hmm. like, uh, like, you know, if, if you believe, believe in evolutionary theory that, you know, you know, back in the day would be sort of watching for that, the movement of the tail of the, the, the leopard or the lion, you know, and you, if you see the movement, you're going to be running, <laughs> you know, you want to survive. Yeah. And so, so we, we, we hone in, in on movement. So, so when you've got movement in your video, that can reset the attention. Um, there's, there's things like adding music. Uh, I mentioned B-rolls before, um, you know, special effects. There's all sorts of things you can do, fancy tricks, you know, that you can do to, to make it happen uh, or to, to help increase engagement. By yes. the way, any of these little tricks won't work unless you've got great, a great message, you know, so you just got to keep in that, keep that in mind. Um, there's, uh, there's other things also, uh, like uh, this is, this is a relatively big one, uh, with, with how you present yourself on camera. Um, and there's little things you can do, like making sure you're looking into the actual camera not into yes. like a lot of people, especially these days on, on their phones, they, they don't look into the camera because the camera is so tiny. You can't even see where it is. And they look at themselves when they're recording. And that's, that's a big no, no. Cause <laughs> you know, when people watch your video, it's like, you're looking off here to the side, you're not connecting with them. And yes. um, if you guys watching now, like I'm, I'm actually looking right into the lens. I'm not even looking at the surface of the lens. I'm looking right at the back of the lens. Cause that's where the, that's where the, the focus is of uh, focus is happening off of the lens. So when I look right in there, I'm sure it'll feel like to you, I'm looking you right in the eye. Um, and so that's a nice little, little trick. Um, so other, another little trick where you can imagine you're either talking to one of your best friends when you're looking into the lens like that, that's another way. Um, or if you want to take it another level and maybe you don't tell your audience about this, but you look into the lens uh, not talking to your best friend, but to someone who you might be in love with, or you, you might think you would like to be in love with. <laughs> so, so, so it softens the face. There's some, you know, subconscious things that happen there to your face when, when that happens, when you're talking to someone that you're in love with. Um, so all these sort of little, little things that you can do, um, the, the way you speak, um, the way you use your body, uh, when you're speaking quite often, um, I see the, 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 the deer on headlights effect when people get on video for the first few times, they're just sitting there and, and, and talking and you can see they're accessing memories or visual images in the back of their head. They're not thinking about communicating with you through the camera, you know? And so let's sit there and they're looking at the camera, but they're accessing something else from somewhere else, you know? And so, so, so you've got to, you've got to teach yourself to get beyond that accessing those images and stuff and be able to just look into the camera and really speak like you're communicating to someone else. That's so, so important. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just sort of riffing here as well. You know, I haven't really written these things down in a specific order, but those are some of the things. Because on your website this morning when I was, I was looking through it there too, and I knew the stat was around here too, but, but 85% of people are going to watch our videos on silent also. <laughs> yeah. So, and that requires that we do some things. If we're going to engage with our audience, I think this is one of the single biggest things that we can do with regards to the editing and the, you know, the production of our video there too. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I think that's a point that so many people are missing out on. 
Sure. You know, um, I'm not one for shortcuts. Every time I see sort of a, someone talk about a shortcut, I go, mm, hang on, there's something fishy going on here, you know, like, and I go, mm, I'm not sure this is, you know, it's going to work. And 90% um, of the time I'm right. <laughs> but there are sometimes shortcuts um, mm. that that can make a big difference. And um, you could you could you could either call it a shortcut or uh, you could call it a leveraged way of doing it. That's maybe another frame to look at it. And I only really recently discovered this, uh, say six, no, maybe a bit more than six months ago now. But um, basically, the main reason for the last decade or so that I've been editing my videos has been to help increase engagement in my videos. That's been the number one reason. And um, if it wasn't for that, if, if, if it didn't make a difference on engagement, I wouldn't worry about it, uh, editing my videos. So I would just like record it and go, boom, I'm ready to go. So um, what I discovered was that when you start adding captions, we haven't even talked about this yet, but when you start adding captions to your videos, um, immediately that, that's an engagement factor. The engagement of your videos goes through the roof. Why? Well, when you've got, you've got all the elements there of, of that qualifies you for having an engaging video. When you've got captions moving on the screen, there's, first of all, there's movement. So like we talked about before, the eye, you know, catches movement. It's, it's just, we can't help ourselves. So there's movement on the screen. You, people are going to, first of all, you're going to grab their attention. Because it's actual text, what's so interesting about text is it's not, when people read, they don't actually see the words. They don't see the letters. When they read the word elephant, say, they don't see the word elephant. They see the picture of the elephant in their head as they're reading it. So when you've got captions moving on your video and people are reading it, they start seeing a much more rich visual experience in their imagination of your video, especially when it's auto-playing on silent, which is quite incredible when you think about it. So you're getting, you're getting your visual of you speaking on the video, say, but then you're getting the visual of their imagination because you've got the text moving down the bottom as well. Um, and, and so, you know, if, you, if you're a student of copywriting, for example, you'll understand that words are some of the most powerful. If perhaps it could be the most powerful thing in the world. When you use the right words, you know, words are more powerful than, 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 um, than brute force, right? So uh, we're, world wars are started on just words and how they are said and how they're communicated. So it's so, so powerful. So when you've got those words in there as captions, that immediately grabs attention and it immediately engages. It immediately increases how long people watch your videos uh, because they, they can't help themselves to read. So like I said, they don't read the words, they read the imagery, they read the story, they, they get engaged by just reading your video through, through the captions. So when you do that, 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 like I said, it's like a shortcut. It, it removes the need almost completely for editing your videos, for, for the kind of videos we're talking about here. Now, we're not talking about like Hollywood kind of style videos mm -hmm. here. We're talking about educational, how to slash entertainment kind of videos. Um, they don't, they don't need all this fancy editing. When you slap on the captions, that does the engagement for you, like in a really big way, especially when it comes down to um, videos that, that uh, autoplay on silent on, on, your, on your device. It, it's, I, I find myself often just become aware of how mesmerizing it is there too. And there are many times, for instance, you know, I might find myself kind of standing in the line at the bank and flicking through social media. And it's just not appropriate for me to have my phone on loud. No one wants to hear my video playing. But if there's a video on my feed there that I want to watch and there's captions to it, 
I, I'm going to watch that. Uh, and if it didn't have those captions, even if it was something that I might, you know, I, I would tell myself, oh, I'll watch that later, which is probably not going to happen. But I'm sure many of the audience would have found themselves in that, you know, it's mesmerized because even when I have the sound on and I'm reading along at the same time, as you said before, and listening to you talk about to, is it engages so many more senses. Um, it, it would seem to kind of, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a process from there too. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because like, even like you say, even if someone's watching the video with sound on, they still can't help themselves to, I don't know, but I haven't done the test, but I mean, when, when I'm watching a video and there's captions on it and the sound is on also, I can't help. I still read the, the captions. I can't help myself. And, and what that does is it, it helps your audience um, absorb your information a lot better compared to if it wasn't there because now they're not just hearing it they're not just seeing it they're also reading it and it's going into their minds the actual words are going into their minds and so so they're they're able to absorb and remember the content a lot better because you've got that extra uh, um, learning mode i guess in there with with the text yeah, it's powerful. I mean, we, we've been doing this with Audio Media, um, you know, perhaps over the last 12 months. Um, and it's a pain in the backside to do, to sit there, to manually type it all out. And, and don't get me wrong, it's it's certainly worth it. And we, we now have some staff people that kind of help us out with that. But in the early days, it was me sitting there and then Tony when he was with me as, as well. Then, because it's a big part of what Splashio does as well, it helps a lot with that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that's right. I mean, so it's the end of last year, which was, uh, what is that? 2018. Um, a, a friend of mine said, Hey, look, we, we're trying to do these captions things. You're the video guy. Surely you can help us with this. And I said, okay, yeah, sure. It can't be too hard. <laughs> Famous last words. And uh, I looked into it and I thought, oh, this is, this is crazy. There's, there's no real good solutions out there. I mean, there, there, there are quite a few good software solutions out there that can sort of automate the process. Um, but I found that if you're doing a lot of video, that's, it's still a very painful process. Like if, mm -hmm. if there's an automated thing, they often promise 98% accuracy, but you know, it takes you, the, the other 2% takes you 98% of the time to fix, you know? So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, uh, and, and I thought, oh, this, this sucks, you know? So why don't we figure out another way? So I set up a, a basically a team of people that can do this for other people. So uh, people who love doing it, you know, in our team, they love doing this stuff. They do it day in, day out. Um, and so, so we manually do it now. So we, we don't even use software. We've, we tried software. It's just too much of a pain. Hmm. So we, we, we have a team of people that manually do the transcriptions, burn those, the, the text and captions into the videos and, and frame it into a really nice engaging format, like with a nice headline or whatever else you want with good color. So it's really attention grabbing and then put it all together in a really nice professional looking video and send it back to, back to our clients. Um, so we figured out a really nice way of doing it and, and, you know, being able to get videos back to people within 24 hours during business days. Um, and, and the results we've been seeing from, from our clients has just been amazing. Like I've, I've actually been blown away. Like I, I, I suspected knowing what I know about video and engagement that it would help increase, but I didn't expect things like, uh, like Marcus Sheridan, for example, he's one of our users. He got like between two and 300% increase in views just since he started using captions you know, especially the way we caption it. And I was going, what, what's going on here? Um, uh, we had one of our users, like seriously, goes, you can check out his LinkedIn page, um, uh, Tim Sanders. He, he used to publish videos, right? And get, you know, a good number of views, no big, no big deal. He started using our service. One of them, like within, I think within three weeks, he had over a million views on his video. Wow. Going, what, what is going on here? You know, so it was a good message. 
but seriously, I, I didn't think it was like a million dollar, million view kind of message, but yeah. you know, the way that it was presented with a good headline and everything else, it really drew people in. And, and then, you know, before you knew it, it was like it, this thing just went viral. And sometimes you need that extra little bit of an edge to just get people's attention, just get them to watch it, just, just get them to stop their, their scrolling and, and watch. So, uh, you know, I've, and even for my own, like I had my, my very first video on LinkedIn, <laughs> this blew me away. Um, I had like 500 connections, right? And so I thought, oh, let's just muck around with this thing. I wasn't even going to publish this thing, but I thought, oh, it's a little test. Um, to publish my first video on LinkedIn. Within a week, I had 27,000 views on my video. And like, wow. I think over, over 200 comments or something like that, like heaps of likes. I, I like, honestly, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if I fully understand. I mean, I, I think I understand why, but it's, it, it's, it's just really interesting to see what's happening just when you start adding this sort of format to your videos, what it can do for you. I'm not saying that you can, you can create a crappy content video and then slap on captions and all of a sudden this thing goes viral. It doesn't work like that. What I'm saying is that when you've already got a good message and good, uh, good match with your audience, when you start using something like this, I think it, it, it elevates it. It, like it, it, um, it adds to it. It gives you that extra edge that you wouldn't have otherwise beforehand. I think, you know, we, we, it makes sense. We live in a very visual world and five years ago, or even when I first started following you 10 years ago, just, just the fact that you were making a video had you so far ahead of many people that that was a big deal. And, but now that we have these personal devices that we can make videos effortlessly for many of us too, you know, the templates and stuff that you have on Splashio, um, the frameworks, the way it puts them together. And so for those of you that are kind of, you know, listening to this, I'm sure you've seen on different social feeds, Instagram or, uh, you know, Facebook, you know, we have the video, it has a colored bar top and bottom, you know, an eye-catching headline up the top there and then down the bottom there, you know, it'll, it'll have the captions. We're seeing more of these sorts of videos starting to sneak into our feed and, they're eye-catching. You know, you can use great colors along with them. There's something about the look of those videos there. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me that you're seeing those sort of numbers. We're not quite seeing that millions of views in our videos, but they've certainly gone up since we've been doing this also, Gideon. It's, it's wonderful. Awesome. Oh, that's, I mean, it's I, like, I'm not surprised, you know, and so I, I think it's, it's really cool. Um, it's, I mean, I don't know about you, but whenever I'm watching, when I'm scrolling on my phone, like I hardly even ever watch video on with sound anymore, especially sort of more educational updates sort of yes. videos. I don't like, I don't, I don't turn the sound on, on for them. So if they're not captioned, I just scroll right past. Like the yeah. only time that I would click on a video to watch is it is if it's like a, a trailer for a movie or something where the sound is really important. That's the only time that I would like whip out my earphones or something and, and, and have a listen. But in general, if it's like someone like a talking head video and that dude or that lady is talking and there's no captions, it's like, you know, oh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to turn the sound on now. You know, I'll just, I'll just scroll yeah. to the next one who, which does have captions on it. So yeah. yeah. The, the other thing I, I got to admit, I was blown away with is how incredibly cost effective it is to have someone do that for you. So, you know, I've always been a, 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 a champion of at least one video a week, you know, one five minute, minute video a week that is helpful to your audience that helps get them a step closer to a health outcome that they're wanting, you know, whether it be a how to or a thought reversal type of, of video there, three to five minutes there too. And because I think four videos a month is less than a hundred bucks and your team will deal with all of the captioning, the graphic design, all that kind of stuff. Is that, that's right? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, so the way it works is you, um, you, you know, when you're a member, you, 
you, you get to choose from a, a bunch of templates. And the way we look at our templates is it's, it's kind of like a pizza shop, pizza shop analogy where the templates are kind of like the pizza base. And then you can add your own little ingredients to it to make it look the way that you want it to look. So it's unique for your brand. So you can add your own colors, you can add your own logo, you can add your own music um, and, and, and make it, you know, make it yours. Uh, so you can even add your own background image as well. If you want to have like a more of a textured background or something, something a little bit different, you know, so, so we've got all those sort of things built in and, and then you just give us your video, right? You give you a video like, and hit submit. It takes like, if it takes you 30 seconds, seriously, that's long. Um, and hit submit. And then, you know, we, our team gets that order. We go ahead and do it. Um, there's about four people who touch that you know, four, four different people who work on that video for you over, over the 24 hours. And then once it's all ready and reviewed, we, we send it back and, and, and make it as, make it as awesome and perfect as possible for you. Yeah. And of course, you know, if, if there's anything wrong with it, we, we always help people to, to get it to hundred percent so they can publish right away. Yeah. I think it's stunning. I mean, we, we, we kind of started off this whole session talking about, you know, the importance of video and then how do we create an, an engaging video as, as well. And I love that idea. Choose one person, um, you know, make sure that your video hygiene is, is great. The lighting's good. The sound is good. The framing is, is good. Then, you know, when you're engaging with the content, you know, I, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with looking into the lens, you know, with a sense of love. It's, it's what I try and do all the time. They're not the same romantic love that I look in with my wife, but, you know, I'm, I'm focused on kind of serving my, my audience too. Yeah. And then I think too, you know, as standards just continue to rise with the kind of content that we're, we, we need to be putting out as, as well. And I can tell you because, you know, for a long time, I had a workflow where I would do that same process. You know, so for a five-minute video, um, I could get it down to me taking a, a little over 40 minutes is what it would take of my time to do it there as well. And when you work out what that is at an hourly rate, when you can handball that off to somebody, I, I'm going to encourage our listeners, you know, head on over. And in fact, I, I think we've, because we've got a special link for them, if they head on over to Splashio, which uh, is, can you spell that for our, our, our audience? It's S-P-A-L-S-H-E-O. Yeah, it's like splash, you know, when you make a splash in the water, that's that, that kind of splash. Uh, and then EO at the end, so splasheo.com. Yep. We set up a special link for you guys where you can get access to a free trial. So it's splasheo.com forward slash Angus. So uh, yeah. do you guys know, do you want to spell Angus or do you want to spell that? <laughs> do you know what? This is the way to think of this. So if you're watching the video right now, there's a link that's coming across the screen that's telling what it is. And if you're listening to this as you're driving along on your car or walking your dog or whatever you're doing from there to head on over to adiomedia.com forward slash podcast and you'll find the interview with Gideon and I there. And then on the podcast notes, I'm going to have all of these links and some other things that we've kind of talked about um, as, as well. So Gideon, I feel like I could talk with you for hours too, but any final thoughts? You know, we've kind of gone over a beautiful journey today with regards to the importance of video and how we can get more out of it there too. Do you have any final thoughts for our audience at all today? Absolutely. Uh, don't let anything get in your way of getting your message out there. So if it's the avatar, if you're struggling with trying to find your avatar and thinking, oh, I'm not sure if it's the right one, who cares? Just pick one and and go for it like create start creating content for them sooner or later you're going to figure out if you're creating the right content for them or not okay so don't let that hold you hold you back don't let yourself hold you back because if you're thinking oh i'm not sure if i'm good enough to to be teaching this stuff um this you actually mentioned this to me it's like he's saying it's it's selfish 
if you're not putting out there the goodness that you can help people with. It's actually selfish, you know, if you're not doing it. Um, don't let technology hold you back. Like if you're thinking it's going to have to be like all super fancy and stuff, don't. That first video of mine on, on LinkedIn that I told you about, guess how long it took me to create it? All up, my time. Three how minutes long? and 40 seconds. Yeah, right. That's the recording time. That's how long it took to record the video. I did it all on my webcam. I didn't even have a fan. I didn't have a nice mic. I don't think I had any good lighting. It was just the lighting from my window. It took me three minutes and 40 seconds to create that video. Once it was on my hard drive, I popped it into Splash here and the rest was taken care of. And then the beautiful thing came out of the other end. So, so, so don't let technology hold you back either. Like it's, it's, if there's anything, any resistance point in the process, just go, how can I remove this? How can I remove the resistance point so I can just get the message out there? Um, and you know, that's part, one of the reasons why I created Splash here because I, I've realized that there's so many people who's got some awesome stuff to share with the world. It's like, I call it their light. You know, there's our light that we want to share with the world to make you know, the world a, a more brighter place. And if you let other things get in the way, uh, it's like blocking the light. You, know, you can't give your message to the world. So part of the reason we set up Splash here is to help remove those barriers. And when you think about it, you don't have to do any editing. You just have to get in front of the camera, hit record, press stop, push it through the system and you're done. <laughs> you know, that removes a lot of the barriers. Uh, I'm not, you know, there's, there's not a lot more we can do um, to, to help remove barriers. Uh, but certainly, uh, you know, get, get rid of those barriers and, and, and just, just get some stuff out there and, and, and take it from there. Yeah, well, Gideon, I can't improve on that. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your time with us today. To our wonderful listeners out there, thanks for all that you do. Again, keep saving lives. Your community does so desperately need you. And as Gideon said before, when we're not sharing ourselves with them, it's our communities that are missing out on this as well. So Gideon, thanks so much. Until next time, thanks for joining us on the Marketing Your Practice podcast. Thanks. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come and check out the Community Influencer Program. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all this material and I'll work one-on-one -on -one with you to apply, implement, systematize, and help guide you and your practice to the next level. Now, you can join me on over at adiomedia.com forward slash join. That's adiomedia.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there.